Do you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a vitamin B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1, Zobria by O'Share Health. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells in your feet and legs to stop functioning properly. may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to reverse these symptoms. You can get Zobria now with new lower pricing, risk-free, by going to Z-O-B-R-I-A dot com or by calling 1-855-ZOBRIA-8. That's Zobria.com or 1-855-962-7428. Get 20% off the new lower price with coupon code Hoffman at checkout plus free shipping. Zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today we're going to get a timely update on nasal health from our expert on the subject. Uh, he is the uh, CEO and uh, with his father, uh, the originator of uh, Clear Nasal Spray Products and Spry Dental Defense Products. Clear is spelled with an X because... The products are all based on the properties of xylitol. We've talked to Nate before, uh, but Nate has uh, some updates because he's currently attending uh, a conference on uh, pulmonary medicine, which focuses on uh, nasal and sinus health and lung health uh, in the Dominican Republic. So direct uh, coming to us from, I guess it's Santa Domingo. Uh, here's Nathan. How are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm actually in Punta Cana. Oh, Punta Cana is uh, very nice. on the east yeah. tip. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm in Punta Cana, um, but yes, it is a pulmonology meeting, and it starts this afternoon in about an hour and 20 minutes. And, you know, they, we, we actually did a couple of studies down here in the Dominican Republic with CLEAR, and they're going to be presenting some of the research on that, which is why I'm here, and they're going to be presenting some research on using um, xylitol and otitis media. Oh, great. Punta Cana is so, really beautiful. I, I was down there a couple I was down there a couple of years ago uh, diving. Uh, I guess you've had your fill of uh, diving because, uh, you know, recreational diving is kind of wussy for you, having been a uh, professional uh, deep-sea underwater repair guy, uh, you know, wearing one of those uh, diving bell suits. So uh, I guess that's a busman's holiday for you to go diving. Well, I, it's funny that you say that because I actually brought my two daughters here who are, well, now she's 11. She turned 11 on Tuesday. Um, Sophia and Natalie, I brought them here earlier this year and took them out and took them scuba diving here. Oh, nice. And it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't really scuba diving. It, it, they, they put a, a tank of air and floated on a float and then they have a, I think it's a 25 foot or a 20 foot whip. And so they can go down and swim down to 20 feet. And so they had a, I mean, they had a great time and I was down there with them and had a great time with them. Sounds good. Well, you're probably the ultimate so, teacher because, uh, you have such deep experience and uh, that's not a pun. Okay, uh, so uh, before we uh, get to uh, describing what's going on down there in Santa Domingo at the conference, uh, I want to share with you uh, an email that I got. Now, this is unsolicited, and, you know, we didn't 
you know, pay this guy. We didn't give him uh, free samples or anything. We didn't uh, elicit this. This came to me spontaneously. Uh, subject line on the email, I just listened to a podcast where the topic was the common cold. Uh, and it says, FYI, I started using clear nasal spray. When you first talked about it, I would guess about seven years or so ago. I have not had a single solitary cold since, and it's an all caps, single solitary cold. Until I started, I had two colds per year, spring and fall, and with bad luck, I also had a summer cold now and then. That stuff is a miracle. One spray at bedtime and one on waking. Bravo, clear, and Dr. Hoffman Layla. And it's signed one of our avid listeners, Lee. Lee, thanks for uh, reaching out and giving us the positive feedback. What say you? Well, that is kind of the experience that I've had. I mean, I've been using the nasal spray since 1999. And I mean, this is a, again, this is anecdotal. This is my experience, but I've been, I've had one sinus infection, one upper respiratory infection and go what going on 22 years now. And in my opinion, that should be the standard. That should not be the exception. Um, you know, I just mentioned my two daughters and, and I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, Sophia, who was 11, she has been sick twice in her life. Last time we talked, it was once, but she'd had one upper respiratory infection when she was an infant, and she just had a sore throat that lasted about two days over Halloween that was bad enough that she decided to come home from trick-or-treating after about an hour and a half. Okay, so a a partial um, deterrent on trick-or-treating, but uh, you can't keep the kids home, uh, you know, if they're on their last legs, right? Yeah, but... But the thing is, is that within two days, I had her start gargling it. But within two days, she was completely better and fine and back to dancing and everything like that. And my other daughter, Natalie, who is eight, almost nine, again, she has never been sick a single day in her life. She does not know what it's like to be sick. And again, in my opinion, I think that should be the norm. That should not be the the outlier. My kids are not the outliers. I, I feed them well. Um, you know, they get a lot of exercise, they get out, they, I mean, that should be the norm. They interact with people and they go to school. I mean, they, but that should be the norm. We shouldn't have kids that are constantly sick. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, the average and I, and kid I think has, that nasal, I think, I'm sorry, the average kid has, you know, how many courses of antibiotics by the time they're, they're a teenager, uh, you know, almost from cradle to, uh, to uh, grave, we're, we're gaining antibiotics to ward off infections. And I, and I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think there is science to back this opinion up. But in my humble opinion, I think that every time we give a child an antibiotic, we are, we are destroying their microbiome. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the microbiome plays a huge role in how healthy we are. And so the more um, antibiotics we use, the longer or the more sick we're going to get in the long run. It might solve the acute problem. And, and I am not, I, I want to make the, the big point. I am not against antibiotics. I just am against them being used like candy. Exactly. Well, you're the son of a, a doctor, uh, Dr. Lon Jones, who had an extensive family practice, treated a lot of kids, and got very frustrated with the kids coming in all the time and having to prescribe amoxicillin every time they had uh, you know, an, an ear infection, uh, that he did a little deeper research and he came up with uh, Finnish research uh, that substantiated the use of xylitol for uh, nasal infections, and uh, the rest is history. That's how the company Clear got started. Yes, and, you know, 
I think what's been able to do it, and just like the the person that just wrote in and, and told you about it, we get those all the time. I mean, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the on the shoulder, but I I will. Um, but if you go to Amazon, um, we have some of the best ratings out there. We have over twenty two thousand people that have reviewed our nasal spray, and about I think it's ninety three percent of them are either four or five stars. Wow, that's really a great track record. Uh, so what brings you to uh, Santa Domingo? What's going on now uh, at the conference? I'm sorry, so you're in Santa just, Domingo. I mean, you're, in, you're in the Dominican, I've, you're in Punta Cana, which is the other side of the island. So it's Dominican Republic. Well, I'm, sorry. You know, it's a two hours drive. Yeah. But um, to tell you the truth, I haven't read what they're presenting. And so I came down here to, to listen to them present it. Um, the data that they got in, in doing these studies with people with, with, uh, with COVID. And, and I'm pretty interested. I mean, the, the doctor that's, that's doing the presentation, um, she's, she, it's, it's rather interesting. And I, and I just barely finished having lunch with her, but she has been treating people since this thing started. And before she learned about clear, she was just using saline. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of physicians, a lot of primary care providers and pulmonologists and ENTs, they have people use saline sprays and saline irrigation for a lot of issues. And she started having people that had COVID use saline, just salt water. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked her today, I said, so how many of your patients actually went to the hospital? And she goes, not very many. And I said, so you're treating people that are sick that have COVID that test positive and they're getting really sick and you just have them start using nasal irrigation. And she, you know, she listed off a couple of other things that she had them use. None of them are things that we're using in the U S but in 18 months, 19 months, um, she's, she's had one patient that has died on her. And that patient was a patient that, uh, wouldn't comply with what she had asked them to do. They said, no, no, that's too much. And, and, and they went over and checked themselves into the hospital. Wow. But of the people that she's been treating, it's really, it's just, you know, it's early intervention. And, and that's what she's been doing. And there's other doctors that are here uh, that have come in from Honduras that are doing the same thing. And, and that's what's, what's really mind-boggling to me is that as you look at this, at this pandemic that's going around the world, you know, it's, it's really the the higher developed countries yes. that are having the bigger issues. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, in fact, I don't want to say the higher developed, but if you, if you look at the Americas, you know, it's the, it's the U S and then Brazil, those are the two leading, uh, you know, I'm going to say better developed countries. And then you go over to Europe and you have England, which England is, if you look at the pharmaceutical industry, they have the biggest footprint in England of any other country in Europe. And then if you go down to the Middle East, it's Israel. And then if you go over to Asia, it's India. And I, I just find that completely interesting. Yeah. Well, what's your theory on why uh, nasal irrigation might help in, in viral infections? Uh, and what is the enhancement that xylitol can bring to that? Well, we've known for, for about 20 years that xylitol blocks bacterial adhesion. And so we've been talking about that. And, and that's, you know, up until last year, you never really heard us talk about colds and flus or, or anything that came about because of a viral infection because we had never done research and we had never seen any research that had uh, utilizing xylitol and its effect on viruses. 
Um, and so we've, you know, we've never talked about that, but what it does is the xylitol blocks the bacteria from adhering. And if it can't adhere, obviously it's not going to get into your cells and the saline helps trap it and wash it away. Okay. So you're blocking it and you're washing it away. Well, the studies that were done last year with xylitol and the SARS-CoV-2 virus at University of Tennessee showed that xylitol does the same thing to, to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Xylitol blocks the ability of that bacteria, of that virus to adhere to the tissue. And, and there's been studies published out there where we actually took tissue and looked at it under a scanning electron microscope and the tissue where xylitol was there, none of the viruses made into the tissue. The tissue where there was no xylitol, the viruses went inside and started replicating inside the cell. And that's been published in the medical literature. And so what we get from that is that if it has the same effect on viruses, and, and we're doing more research right now looking at other viruses, uh, you know, because we're, we're curious. We want to see how it helps with other viruses like influenza and rhinovirus. Um, but we'll have that data in the next couple of months. But if, so if you have something that blocks it, and keeps it from attaching to the tissue, and you wash it away, you would think that it is going to help. And and there are a number of studies out there where people are just using saline, just yes. salt water irrigation. Saline alone seems to and, do something. And these yeah. are Yeah. I mean, they've done a number of them now where they've actually shown where that people, who, again, who are sick, who test positive, who have symptoms... The University of no, Vanderbilt University did the first one. It was funded by the NIH, and it was published last September. We had the data in June from that. It's not our study. We did not pay for that. This is an NIH study. We just happened to get the data from it because we asked them. And what they, they had in there is 60 people who were all testing positive, and not a single one of them ended up going to the hospital. Every single one of them, one of them recorded. I, I think every single one of them was better in less than half the average time. And, and uh, Nate, one theory, one theory is that uh, COVID originates in the nose. And if, if it stays in the nose, you get a minor infection. You get possibly loss of taste and smell. Uh, you get, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a lot of uh, runny nose, you know, perhaps uh, some uh, uh, mild malaise, you know, like a cold. But then if it, if it stays in the nose and if it, if it uh, tends to proliferate there, uh, that it then via gravity, it can drop the virus into the lungs. And when uh, the virus hits the lungs, uh, that's a much more serious problem. It becomes a systemic infection. Then it can travel throughout the body. You can start uh, uh, closing down the breathing passages and so on. So it stands to reason that just simply by mechanically washing away uh, the virus, uh, you can minimize the chances that it'll it'll spread uh, and then manifest in more severe COVID. That that is intuitively makes sense. Uh, uh, no, that's absolutely. And there there's there there are some doctors who are like, well, we're not going to talk about this. I, and I won't even say doctors because most doctors understand that when you wash out your nose, that doesn't happen. But let's say people in public health that are not, you know let's say epidemiologists, because I've talked to a bunch of them and they say no, because that's going to wash it down into the, into the lungs. Well, ENTs and physicians and pulmonologists have understood for decades that that is not true because when people get a cold, when they get the flu, when they have a sinus infection, one of their go-to things is to tell people to go use a, a neti pot, mm -hmm. to go use irrigation. 
And if, I mean, even if you have a cold and you push it into your lungs, that's going to be ridiculous. But there was actually a paper that was published uh, that came out of Brazil where they actually looked at that. Um, I believe it was, uh, it was back in September. Um, but what they showed is that just using a saline nasal spray stopped the ability or slowed the ability of the virus to progress into the lungs. Wow. So it's actually opposite of, of how, how what these people are saying. Right. But, you know, you always you obviously can hit a tripwire when you talk about uh, an over-the-counter product that's readily available and inexpensive uh, in the face of, uh, you know, very high-tech and expensive uh, pharmacological solutions, you know, like the Merck pill, the Pfizer pill, and, of course, there's the vaccines. Uh, and when you start talking about natural solutions, and again, we're, we're not talking about things that are panaceas or cure-alls. Uh, we're talking about things that might be adjunctive uh, care uh, when you have viral infections. Um, so I'm going to share with you uh, another uh, email that is a little bit has a little bit of a different tone, uh, and I wanted to put that in front of you. Uh, this is from uh, Carolyn. Carolyn writes, "Subject clear, Doctor Hoffman, are you aware that the FDA has launched a witch hunt against Clear?" They are asking for punitive damages. I'm heartsick. What can we do to help? Carolyn. So did you uh, kick the proverbial uh, wasp nest when you started to talk about uh, uh, clear being beneficial for viral infections? Is that heretical to say that these days? Like saying that anything that isn't a vaccine or that doesn't come from big pharma is heretical. And and what I mean by that is is I, I know of a number of companies that were started in the last couple of years that, that, in my opinion, had products that would have helped. And yes, it, and it wasn't the FDA, but, but it's, it's the thing that really bothers me is that our government agencies that are supposed to be um, looking out for the public health and doing it in a cheap and effective manner, they're not doing it because they're shutting down. I mean, you know, people that are out there with, with saline the government should. I mean, the people in public health should be telling people to go out and wash their nose. They don't have to tell them to use xylitol. They don't have to use them to tell iodine. They don't have to tell them to use baby shampoo. They don't have to tell them to use nitric oxide. They don't have to tell them to add anything to it, even though most of those things, when added to it, are going to make it better. But what they are doing is going after those companies and trying to shut them down and silence them. Yeah. And, and to me, that is, that is, a, that is a travesty. Right. And many uh, companies have uh, taken the route of, uh, you know, backing down or, you know, making a small settlement because they just don't have the resources to fight the uh, the unlimited capacity of the government to wage war in courts and in uh, administrative proceedings um, that, uh, you know, a different matter in administrative court is, is not a jury court. It's not a jury of your peers. Uh, you can really get uh, into a lot of financial uh, deep waters when it comes to those types of proceedings. So um, is there uh, an effort uh, underway by uh, CLEAR to uh, uh, substantiate its claims or to push back against, I guess it's the FTC, not the FDA. There's a lot of confusion because uh, it, it's probably not FDA that is initiating this. It's the Federal Trade Commission that uh, has really, I think, besmirched its record because uh, they've, they've indiscriminately gone after uh, a lot of people who've made legitimate claims about things like vitamin D and zinc uh, for uh, support 
in COVID. Again, not a panacea, but, you know, why not an all of the above approach, especially when the vaccines, we're seeing a lot of breakthrough infections, the vaccine efficacy is waning. Um, and so um, we need more than just the pharmaceutical products. Well, I think I think there's a I mean, I, to me, I mean, I think that our government, I think that our public health officials have have done the I, I think it would actually be hard for them to do a worse job in the way they've handled this. <laughs> yeah. And and what I mean by that is you had the, the, the best opportunity since America was founded to encourage people to take better care of themselves, yes. to maybe yep. go out and get a little exercise. It's a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment, right? Before. Oh, exactly. I mean, you have people who are, are concerned because of this, of this virus going around and and the CDC, in my humble opinion, what I what they should have done is come out and said, hey, you know what? We have this virus going around. Most of the people that are they're getting hurt from it, most of them are people that are overweight. So, hey, be careful. Wear a mask. Wash your nose. Go out and do some exercise and stop sitting on the sofa and eating pizza. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I mean, I've seen I've seen all of these, you know, they 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 trot these people out. I mean, and you see these people. And, and I hate to say this, and I hope I'm not making anybody feel bad, and, and maybe I'm going to get shamed for this, but, you know, they have all these people, and they're like, oh, I, I was on a ventilator, and I, I had COVID, and, 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 you know, I wish I got vaccinated, and I'm looking at the picture of the person saying, you should have lost 200 pounds, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, but, I mean, the thing is, is that I don't want to shame anybody, and I don't want to shame them if they want to get vaccinated. I don't want to shame them if they don't want to, but, but was a teachable moment and it still is an extremely teachable moment but i think that our government has done such a bad job that the vast majority of people in america don't have confidence in their public health officials anymore mm-hmm. and that to me is another tragedy well i think that, that uh, one of the yeah, i mean uh, no. coming out of this uh mistrust of the government, the government pronouncements where they keep moving the goalposts comes a sort of a grassroots energy where a lot of people are saying, now, wait a minute, Uh, you know, the government promised a cure. They were going to crush COVID. Well, they're mitigating COVID, but they're certainly not crushing COVID. We need to take an initiative, a personal initiative to get in the best shape, as you mentioned, to uh, exercise, to optimize our diets, to reduce our sugar intake, to increase our intake of omega-3 fatty acids, to take D and zinc and perhaps other, you know, immune supportive nutrients. Um, and I, I think that it, it's a minority, but it's a sizable minority of people who want to take the initiative, say they, you know, they've been vaccinated and they go to uh, a restaurant that is crowded and some people aren't wearing masks, obviously, because they're eating and they're insecure. And, you know, perhaps that is a time uh, to make sure that your nasal hygiene is good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll tell you a funny story. I went to I hope I hope he doesn't listen to this now. Now that I say this, I actually was up in Boston a couple of like maybe a month and a half ago. And I went out to dinner with a buddy of mine. And it was it was just funny because him and his wife, they came out. We were sitting at a restaurant outside and they left their mask on and they oh would goodness. just lift their mask up a little bit oh so they goodness. could so they could put food in their mouth oh my goodness or have a drink other than that like closest person to us was like 12 feet away yeah yeah and i said dude what is what is what is your problem and he goes oh no i mean you don't know what it's like here and people are like getting sick and, and getting hurt and dying all the time i'm like robert come on yeah. don't worry about it use your your You're rational healthy. you know your rational uh 
basis for understanding how viruses are transmitted that, you know, outside transmission, uh, it, you know, unless you're in an enclosed dome, uh, you know, like a stadium, uh, it, it's not, it's not happening. You know, the, there's a nice breeze. The humidity is right. Temperature is not conducive to viral spread. And that's not where you need, you need the mask. And this guy is a, this guy has a PhD from Yale. Yeah. And he teaches, I'm not going to say which one, but he teaches at one of those, those, uh, universities up there in the uh, Boston area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes, uh, and just great. Yeah. Sometimes knowledge, uh, base is not associated with practicality. I mean, I've found, uh, okay, great. Let, we've laid down the groundwork for our discussion of, uh, uh, clear. You know, let's talk in part two about so what some of the options are for people uh, in terms of the products, because you now have, uh, you know, starting with classic clear, you know, the original product, you've expanded the product lineup and there's some interesting options for people to explore. So uh, uh, hang tight down there in Dominican Republic and we'll be right back with more of today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. Our guest, Nathan Jones, CEO of XLEAR Clear Inc. Uh, and by the way, uh, heads up to uh, the products. They're available at Walgreens, CVS, Vitamin Shop, Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Public Sprouts, and most natural products retailers nationwide. And they can also be purchased online, including on Amazon and also from uh, XLEARClear.com. 